0: 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au Danger zone, further back then as Soho Rhapsody and Model Barno heads the remainder. Third quarter, 27-3. They run for the money in the single and a spot potentially in the Eureka. Unnaturally Gifted goes up, serves it up. The Thames a trooper on the outside, finishing on is Captain Hammerhead and then he's a son of a gun. Captain Hammerhead moves up to Naturally Gifted. They're having a soul-stirring struggle. Going to the leaders, Captain Hammerhead now gets a neck, neck now two now three meters comes clear captain hammerhead wins the single beats naturally gifted he's a son of a gun big run don hugo flashed home and then came tim's a trooper model yeah model. tim's a trooper was outstanding Two a interesting. interested in get chris's thoughts on his performance there when finding the top of fairway out on saturday night but
1: captain hammerhead no shock he was in the market for dollars 60 and his record's very good by that
0: sire captain treacherous 11 start six wins three placings chris barsby good morning
1: Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, no shock at all that Captain Hammerhead was able to take out that feature, and no shock that. John Singleton uh, made his selection, being that three-year-old Captain Hammerhead. So we've now got two three-year-olds contesting the Tab Eureka on September 2. So it'll be interesting to see who draws barrier one. Will it be Captain Hammerhead? Will it be the Lost Storm? We know that the Mayor uh, in Cypher, who was brilliant scoring in the Westburn Grand Free-for-all there on Saturday night at Melton, has got barrier three, and then the others in the field will draw four and out. So just a little bit of extra intrigue with the barrier draw. He's a good quality horse, David. Moran's done a good job with him he's gone back to back with features after taking that nutrient classic final at Bendigo the previous week and now he's claimed this race so he's going to be lining up it's going to be very interesting leap to fame he's likely to head off this weekend more than likely Sunday Steve uh, for uh, the, the Tab Eureka, uh, Andy Gath. He did nominate Catchaway for the uh, the free-for-all at Melton on the weekend, but he said he's more than likely you're just going to pull him out of that and, and trial him next week at Melton before heading up the highway to Sydney. So Speak the Truth was able to win his Group 2 feature on Saturday night. Uh, he, he took out the q triad, so he'll head down full of confidence. So starting to take shape and captain ravishing. He may trial tomorrow, so it's going to be very interesting to see how he performs. Uh, An article went up yesterday written by Adam Hamilton that Jason Grimson's going to be playing a role. There is that inquiry that's underway as we speak that kicked off at 10.30 this morning, uh, revolving around uh, that incident that took place here on Blacks a Fake Night. So it'll be interesting to see what outcome uh, comes from that inquiry today. But uh, now with uh, Captain Ravishing and that uh, link with Jason Grimson, it's going to be very interesting to see how how, and if there's going to be any sort of change to the market now. He is expected to trial tomorrow, so we'll wait and see. Our first guest with us, Chris Mobile, rolling. Yeah, we had a, a great night here on Saturday night, q Triad uh, Size Stakes night, and there was 10 races. There was 10 different winners and uh, 10 different size represented. Four Group 1 winners as well for real life, went back to back. He took out the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Jewel Melody did the same. She was able to take out the three-year-old fillies. The two-year-olds, that went the way of quick change. So he's done the Breeders Classic Triad Double, and the, uh, the two-year-old fillies went the way of Riley Rainbow, and that was her second feature race victory. This season, she won the changeover classic earlier in the year and then she took that Group 1 try. We also had Group 2 trotting features as well and they went the way of Dexterous Dexter and Penny. Penny breaking maiden ranks, so a great way to break through with your first victory in a Group 2 $50,000 event. But I want to focus on Dexterous Dexter this morning, trained by Alana Richardson, driven by her husband Adam. He was able to get Group 2 glory there. Alana joins us now. Alana, good morning, congratulations.
2: Good morning, Chris. Thank you.
1: How big a thrill was it for you, plus Adam, and everyone involved with Dexterous Dexter there on the weekend?
2: Yeah, it was a really big surprise, actually. When I sent him free back on the fence and then when um, Gary had taken off early, I got a little bit concerned. But I had no expectations going into the race with him. I was just hoping to run a, a nice top three, hopefully top four. And, yeah, he really shocked me when they called him first.
1: Okay, so no real expectations going into the race. His form's been really good. He's won his past couple prior to Saturday night, but you were just keeping a, a fairly level-headed approach. You weren't trying to get uh, too far involved as far as expectations were concerned?
2: Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to get too far ahead of myself. I, Well, when it was first programmed a mobile, like, I was, uh, like we'd raced him over the mobiles to have him ready, and then when it was back to the stand, I was a little bit more confident because he is better. I feel he is better over the stand. He does have those manners and he steps away quite well. So I was a little bit more confident once it was the stand, but I didn't have expectations to um, win the race or anything like that as there was some um, nice other trotters in the race.
1: Okay. So you're fresh into your training career. You have only been, you know, or you've only held your trainer's license for a couple of years now. So to get a group two victory and with a trotter, that's a great feather in your cap.
2: Yeah, it was actually a really big thrill because I was never really into the trotters until um, I met Adam, and he absolutely loves the trotters. I'm turning a little bit, but I wouldn't say that I love them more than the paces,
1: though. Okay, well, you've answered my next question. Have you got a preference, paces or the trotters? But by the sound of it, you're in the paces corner.
2: Yeah, just that, like like, oh, I don't mind the trotters, but they're just, some of them are hard work. And like, I like the challenge, but I get really disappointed when they do things wrong.
1: Okay, so with Dexter, Dexter, has he been hard work or has he been one of those sort of easy trotters to work with?
2: No, he's quite, he's been quite easy to work with, he's quite faultless on the track besides that one start at my that we gave him where he um paced and galloped, but we put that down to a change of shoeing and so we've changed his shoes back over and he's been faultless since, so yeah, and uh, he's probably not the easiest horse to have around at home, he does a little bit scared of everything and if you change something he doesn't like it but I just let him do his thing if he wants to be silly I just let him and once he's happy he's right.
1: Okay well I've got to say you've done a super job so this season under your care 14 starts five victories which now includes a group two win four minors so he hasn't done a bad job, so you've got to take some credit there. You've done a super job, in fact. Uh, when you look at that record, and now that you've got that Group Two feature,
2: yeah, no, he's done an exceptional job for us. He's really exceeded expectations, really, because when he first came, um, his old trainer Dennis did say that he, he um, trots like he trots faultlessly, but he thought um, Northern Power was better than he was, and. Uh, we've had a few issues with Northern Power and he's had to have surgery and whatnot. But Dexter's, yeah, really exceeded everyone's expectations. And I'm just thrilled for his owners that they gave us the chance with him and that he's doing well for them.
1: OK, well, Kath McLaughlin was trackside on Saturday night. Naturally, she would have been thrilled.
2: Yeah, she was absolutely wrapped. And uh, when she come down... It was actually the first time I've met Catherine. I've really just done the dealings with her husband, Neil, but um she was absolutely oh she was beside herself and i was so happy for her to see how happy she was
1: yeah great start. so what happens now with Dexter's dexter is that it does he go to the paddock or is there a big target uh, on the horizon for him still to come
2: um he i did have him nominated for friday but i noticed that in the when i had a look at noms this morning it doesn't look likely to stand up but i um i think he'll just have he might have a couple of starts, and then we just like to try and keep him a little bit fresh, and then he'll head towards um, the springboard if everything goes to plan with him.
1: Okay, how much better do you think he can get, Alana? Like uh, he's still only a young tron, only three. So with more time and maturity, can 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 he get better?
2: Uh, I think he can. i now that he's so high in grade, I just we just hope to try and keep him in those three-year-old races for a little bit longer and. Um, then maybe look at the end of the year, give him a spell and let him mature as a four year old and then bring him back.
1: Okay. Uh, now, for Adam, winning that group two feature, how big a thrill was that for Adam?
2: Yeah, I don't think we really had time to process that we'd <laughs> won a group two. Like, we got home at, oh, I think it was half past 12. We got home and then um, we took the kids to the Echo the next day. And by the time we got home from the Echo, we were both just bugging. And I was like, oh, I'm just. And then I sat and I was like, wow, we actually won a group, too. Like, yeah, we're,
1: we're quite shocked, really. Ah, good stuff. Congratulations to all involved there. Now, you're, you're training, you're driving as well. You're in the winner's circle last night at Cliff You've got a few drives today. So yep. the training and the driving, which aspect do you like more or you just like being in the game full stop? Uh I just like being in
2: it full stop, really. I I love training and watching my horses go out and do well there's some horses I don't think I'm very well suited to so that's why I put Adam on most of them and there's a couple that I don't let him drive King being one of them (laughs) I'll get (laughs) to him in
1: just a moment but I, I tell you what when your horses go onto the track they always present very well so you obviously take really good care of your horses
2: yeah, I'm very big on presentation. Everyone says, oh, that I spend too much time making them look pretty. We're not going to the show. But I'm very big on having that. They've always got to be plaited. They've always got their legs wrapped. And yeah, I'm very big on presentation.
1: Okay. So Dexter's Dexter is now a Group Two winner, but that doesn't give him top billing in your stable. King of Trump still clearly holds that mantle.
2: Yeah, he's my favourite. I. I don't know, there's something about him. I did have an old favourite when we were down in New South Wales, um, Soho Beijing. We brought him quite cheap and I think we won six or seven in a year with him. And the plan was when we first brought him, we were supposed to buy and win a bit of money and sell him on. Well, he's now living his life in the paddock here in Queensland with us. He was actually a part of our wedding too. So he's still my top the top top but my racehorse's king king's yeah
1: my favorite okay so once his racing days are over king of Trumps, he's going to join soho beijing
2: i think i want to send him around like send him off to someone that will show him i think he'll make someone really happy and I, he's got the looks and he's quite quirky so i think he'll do really well in the show ring after his racing career
1: all right well you've got the three drives today lanyoy king of trump's much better which one are you most looking forward to
2: No, I think he's um, a really good hope today. Um, the drill doesn't really suit us, but it, um, we'll just see what happens when the gate goes and, yeah, just drive in for one run, I think.
1: All right, excellent. Hey, really appreciate the time today. Uh, job well done on Saturday night. Group two success there with Dexter. Dexter, hopefully there's more feature race success just around the corner, in particular, with that springboard series. We'll see you at trackside today.
2: No worries. Thanks, Chris.
1: Here's Alana Richardson joining us. So uh, Alana and Adam in the winner's circle there on Saturday night, a Group 2 feature. So we'll talk more about q Triad night tomorrow with Darren Clayton. I've got a stack of info that I want to uh, pose to Darren about uh, the q Triad night on Saturday night. Speaking of the q Triad night, I'm going to talk to a, a leading and winning breeder on Saturday night because when Quick Change was able to complete the double, the Breeders Classic Triad double, it was a huge moment for Graeme Dwyer. That was his first Group 1 victory as a trainer. Huge ownership group, many of which experiencing Group 1 success for the first time. So, really good scenes there on Saturday night. But it was good scenes for Darren and Gail Garrard because they bred this horse. Quick change. He's by changeover. they stallion that stands at Burwood Start out of their former star race mare in Matilda Deventer. Darren Garrard now joins us this morning. Darren, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thank you. He's done a big job, this horse, hasn't he? He's done the big double now. The Breeders Classic Triad Double. That's not an easy feat. No, he's done fantastically well. And just, now uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it Cap's a good sort of fortnight for your stallion as well, changeover. He's got winners left, right and centre, and to get a group one and a two-year-old group one, that's a, a huge boost as we get closer to breeding season.
3: Certainly is, Chris. I think he stakes winners this season at 930,000
1: already, so he's doing a good job, the old boy. Yeah, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. A couple of things I want to talk to you about this morning, and I'll get to them in just a moment, but you've got the one-runner today going around the Vicar of Dibley. Now, this is a pretty tidy filly. Uh, she's uh, been very impressive at her past three starts. Can she win again today going around in race 10? I think so,
0: Chris. I, um, 2,138
1: I think, metres?
3: Yeah, I don't think that'll worry you. Um she can run the journey, she's um, she just getting better and better all the time now we've got her sorted and doing everything right, she just keeps improving.
1: Yeah. It's exciting for the future but at the same time I suppose you're left a little frustrated because if you had a, sort of sorted her out sooner with the carnival just coming and going as it has, um, she could have been a bit of a player in the Oaks if she was in this sort of form like she is now.
3: Oh, definitely, Chris. We just, unfortunately, we had a setback which cost us uh, a month, and uh, we sort of, um, yeah, we weren't ready.
1: But okay. But that, that's racing. Okay. How far do you think she can go, Darren? Well, I'm,
3: I'm not sure, Chris, because she just keeps improving, but she's got a hell of a lot of ability. She, um, you know, she's she can work with anything we've got here and do it quite easy. Um, you know, she's, she's a pretty smart filly.
1: All right. Well, you had some smart horses competing on Saturday night. Regazzo D'Itilly went around on that Group 1 feature. Mullum Ruby also on a Group 1 Phillies fi- uh, feature as well. Um, where does this filly sort of sit in the pecking order? Who's who's number one in your stable? Um, the stable all up right, is Classy Washington, of
3: course. But the three-year-olds, Regazzo and and... Vicar, well, there's not much between them. I think okay. they're, um, they're both very promising horses.
1: Alright, so the Vicar of Dibley rates higher than Mullum Ruby?
3: Uh, yeah, because she's a bit stronger, Chris. Mullum Ruby's good, but she's got a lot of growing in that to do. We've just sent her out today. She'll go out for three months and hopefully come back better again. So like she did a fantastic job. Never really had a good draw, I guess. Um... But this mare, she just excites me a little.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, and that's fair enough too. Her record's are quite good and she looks like she's getting better and better. So she goes around in race number 10. Just quickly on your star trotter, Sir Fahrenheit. the Dominion at the end of the year. Is that the obvious target for him? Yes, Chris. Yep, okay. Right. He's in on Saturday night? Yes, he is okay okay now i've got to ask about a few other issues in harness racing and you're part of botra so i want to get your thoughts on this um the size track firstly thousand meters is is that the most sort of obvious sort of choice for for the size of track if we get a new setup
3: it seems the most popular chris um you know a few people have said the 1200 meter track i thought a 1200 meter track but. Obviously, the industry wants a thousand metres. You know, as long as it's um, a good thousand metres, or a fantastic thousand metres, or an exceptional thousand metres, I can't see a problem with it.
1: Okay. This thought of being out of action with a metro track for whether it be six months, two years, is that sustainable for our future uh, as far as the sport is concerned? No.
3: No, it's not, Chris. It's not. Because while we have Redcliffe and Marburg, we don't have a metropolitan. We don't have a metropolitan track. Where do our metropolitan horses go? Like Red, Redcliffe, a good track, but you can't race good horses there week in, week out. It's just um, not feasible. It's, it's not good for them. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I love Redcliffe, but horses. You know, like Carthy Washington, for example, he won't go. He wouldn't. I doubt very much. He'd be himself around Redcliffe.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that is your local
3: horses.
1: Yeah, and that is your local track, Recliffe as well. And, and Marburg much the same?
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. I just yeah. I just, you know, you wouldn't see Grant Dixon take a leap to find to Marburg, would you? No, nah, no.
1: Nah. So how much work do you have to do behind the scenes to to ensure that we have that that metro track up and going so there's no sort of time lost?
3: Well, we're busting our bums really. It's seven days a week phone calls keeping, keeping written written a letter to the minister um, Brad feels in the best he can uh, I've sent an email to all the um, participants um, to give me a, um, a statement of how it will affect them um, yeah there's lots going on behind the scenes that's for sure
1: Are you making progress? Are you confident that you're making progress? I think so
3: I think so but we're dealing with politicians so you never know but I think so
1: OK. I think right.
3: so. sort of you know we've got a lot of information to back us up and um, you know like what are people going to do like it's going to affect turnover it's going to affect stables you know it's going to affect everybody like even my mm. shop and kill stations anywhere that the industry produce stores anywhere the, the industry, you know who supplies people in our industry it's um it's actually just devastating
1: yeah yeah no doubt about that uh so many people affected as you outlined so we've got to get this right
3: we certainly have chris otherwise we're in trouble
1: yeah Mm -hmm. all right well well, i'm sure you'll keep yeah i'm sure you'll keep me posted with uh progress being made and uh hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel because that's the frustrating part things are going really well like uh, given our Scheme, the Faturity Scheme, the Constellations, we've got the inter-dominion here. There's a lot of positivity about, but when you hear about the infrastructure and where we're headed, uh, it, it's quite dark and gloomy.
3: Yeah, that's right, Chris. Look how our breeding has grown in the last three years. You know, we've doubled our folding figures. We've, everything's just going strong. We've got new owners in the market. We've got other owners, you know, investing in our state. Um, And it just goes on and on and on. I could go on for hours about it. You know, it's just... It's it's going to be devastating. It really is.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate the time today. Keep me updated. And uh, we'll see you trackside later today with the Vicar of Dibley.
3: No worries, Chris. Thank you
1: there's darren garrard uh, he joins us uh, so he's a trainer in his own right he's a breeder a uh, major sponsor and uh, also the boss of botra here in queensland so if you want to talk to darren about what the future holds you can see him trackside today or tomorrow he attends most race meetings throughout the week so you won't be able to miss him let's go across to new zealand i want to track down the uh, the racing secretary for addington because As we know, New Zealand Cup time is not too far away. The Cup itself being run on the second Tuesday in November. So for my calculations, that will be November 14. But the Racing Secretary of Addington, Brian Rabbit, joins us now. And he's online now. Brian, good morning.
0: Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, very well. Have
1: I got my date right? November 14 for the big Cup.
0: Yes, you have, yeah. It's um, it's a wee bit later than, like, every seven or eight years it seems to drop back a... a couple of years, for a couple of weeks, uh, and now the 14th is as late as it ever would be. Of course, with us being a week after the Melbourne Cup nowadays. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And prize and money's 50, locked in. Seven hundred
0: and fifty thousand dollars. Seven hundred and fifty thousand the stake for the Trotting Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an increase of one hundred and fifty on last year, which is very pleasing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when do nominations close, Brian?
0: Um, yeah, we're taking noms now, they're open now, and Judah close on um, Thursday the 7th of September for the Trotting New, New Zealand Trotting Cup and the Renwick Farms Dominion Trial here. But, um, okay. We've had a bit well. of interest from Australia already with um, um, two horses, Spirit of St. Louis and um, Loyalist, indicating there um, that they intend to nominate for the race here, which is quite which is a good fillip to start proceedings, here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's every indication that the last Art Albion Park feature race winner, Swayze, who took out the other blacks are fake, he should be amongst nominations. They've still got time as you outlined, but you're expecting to see him there in the noms? Oh,
0: without a doubt, Chris, yeah, that's been, um, uh, I think, um, and yeah, Greg O'Connor was in Brisbane there at, um, for your carnival and got the impression, distinct impression, that they are very keen to come with him, which will be a great fill for our race here and, um, and have been sort of all intents and purposes. We're looking forward to a, a real contest, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a great Aussie-New Zealand um, event, I would think, yeah.
1: Yeah, real trans-Tasman rivalry. It's only yeah. going to be a matter of time before an Aussie horse wins it.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's back to 19... Um, where did we have um, Arden Rooney come across in um, 215, I think it was? Yeah. And he went yeah. it for Karen Manning, yeah, and moved out with. and And a couple of years ago, we had Cruz Bromack in 219, but it, he was um, owned by Australia at the time and ended up in Australia. He, he was the last director. But I'm just having a bit of a look back in 1983. Oh, God, I shouldn't even say this, but that's the first year I started work here at Addington. Still, Jaw and Norm Lane came to the party that year. And then we There you go. Up.
1: Well,
0: you, you just mentioned Merv, lighten- yeah. Eighty-seven, we had Lightning Glue come through and and won the race after winning the Energy minions as well. And and Flashing Red was owned in Australia, but trained here by Tim Butt. He won it in 06 and '07. So there's been, you know, Australia have not been exactly out in the out in the cold air with it. <laughs> yeah, that's move. for sure.
1: Yeah, you mentioned yeah. some great names. You just mentioned Merv Butterworth, and I, I, I wanted yeah. to make special mention of Merv this morning because. His current star, copy that, is chasing a three-peat. So if he achieves that this year, Brian, he's going to join some great names, isn't he? Some great company.
0: Oh, for sure, like, tear to love the most recent, um, to have won the three cups, yeah. And um, um, uh, at Indianapolis, sort of names that we just sort of only dream of, you know? <laughs> Way back in the days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it'd be oh. great for Merv if he can pull it off, yeah. Yeah. Like won the so the last two runnings I and mean, this, this will be his fourth attempt at the race too because a year before that he was the um, favourite for the race that year when he missed away at the start that year from memory, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah.
1: right. So, November 14, Addington, the New Zealand Trotting Cup, $750,000. Closing date for
0: those noms is when again? Uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, 7th of September.
1: OK, excellent. I really appreciate the time this morning, Brian. Good luck with the Cup this year. I'm sure we'll be in touch before uh, now and then, but uh, hopefully there's a few Aussies headed your way.
0: Thank you very, very much. Yeah, yeah no, we certainly do hope so as well, because yeah, it always makes for a great great event with the two countries sort of um, going head-to-head. <laughs> it yep. does really and- produce good results, it does, yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt. We'll talk soon. There's Brian Rabbit, the Racing Secretary for Addington, and uh, it's it's a great time of year to head to New Zealand for the New Zealand Cup, and hopefully there will be a number of Aussies competing for that big prize.